Good evening, it is me, Ryan Hartley from Always Better Than Yesterday. I hope that we are well. Thank you for joining. Thank you for joining on the podcast. Thank you for joining on YouTube. Thank you for catching up on replay. Uh, really appreciate you taking some time out with us. Um, and hopefully this um, interview session, number 59, will continue to help you on your way to be always better than yesterday. Hopefully there'll be something that you listen and you hear in the next half an hour or so that, um, that if used, can help you in your own journey. Um, and help you continuing to be always better than yesterday. So that's that's me. Very short introduction. Um, sending some invites now to get as many of you awesome people involved in this conversation. I uh, hope that we've all had a good weekend. My darling daughter Brooke. You'll have seen a picture of her earlier in her tutu with a rugby ball in her hand and a ridiculous smile. She is about to start school, so she joins reception tomorrow. So it's a big day for little Hartley in, in the Hartley household. Um, so yeah, she starts school tomorrow. Exciting times, exciting times. So here we go, episode 59, which means I've had 58 awesome people join me in the past. All about habits and mindset. I believe that what separates the good from the great is the way that we think, because I think the way that people think informs the way that people act and ultimately the results that we get. Um, so I'm really looking forward to episode 59 with Emma from imari.co.uk and where did I connect? So I connected with Emma through Living Your Learning, so Pam and Craig um, and I first met Emma down at the, the Mind Yourself event in Portsmouth back in May and um, we've been connected ever since. It's really going to be awesome to bring Emma live with me um, and at the moment the button's not working. So Emma, as long as you're on your phone, your landscape, um, it should give me the option of bringing you on. At the moment, it's not allowing me to. So have a little fiddle around. Like I said, make sure it's on your phone. Make sure it's in landscape. Make sure you, you are watching, so that's cool. Um, maybe close it down, reopen it. And I shall plug the gap whilst you give it a fiddle around. Um, you are on. Make sure that you're watching using your phone only at the moment. If you're on a laptop, close it down. If you're on an iPad, close it down. And then we shall get going. So yeah, lots of people on. Great to see you guys. Thank you for joining. Bear with me one moment while we just get this all set up. There we go, sorted. I can now with me. And this is what happens when you do 59 of these things. You become calm under pressure. Hello, how are you? Hi. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, I'm not entirely good. sure what I did wrong, but there we go. You're good. You are here with me, which is great. Yes, I am. And we're going to make this conversation happen. So do me okay. the... Ooh honour and the privilege of introducing your good self and telling us a little bit about your, your story. Okay, uh, so my name is Emma Louise Monroe Wilson, which is a ridiculously long name, uh, so most people just call me M. And uh, I run a, a sales marketing consultancy called amari.co.uk and we challenge people on how to communicate their value more effectively. Love <laughs> In that. a nutshell. Love that. That's awesome. <laughs> In a nutshell, and that's really simple, isn't it? If you can just mind 
and getting some feedback off your hair. Oh, I'll tell you what, let's move so that yeah, there. nice one. That's better. <laughs> I love that, and and I think you know being able to articulate what it is you do very simply is is, is a gift in itself. But but take us back, help us understand your journey and, and help us understand who you are as, as a person. Oh, okay. Um, so normally at this point, I would talk about, uh, I'd pull out the oral CV. So I'd start talking about all my stuff at BP. Yeah. I'd start talking about all the startup techs that I've worked with and how I got to Amari uh, and how I hated Mondays. Now I love Mondays. <laughs> but um, challenging myself, as you told me to from our um, the Mind Yourself workshop that you've already talked yeah. about, um, my story uh, is, is not an easy one to talk about uh, and uh, it, it's kind of uh, in two parts. So there's the, um, there's the before I nearly died of meningitis and mm. there's the after I nearly died of meningitis. Wow. So, uh, and that's actually had a huge impact as you'd expect um, on, my, on my mindset. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I got really sick. I spent a long time in hospital. Uh, I did a lot of reading, so everyone mm. else is worrying about like Pop Idol and Beyonce, yeah. and I'm there having a bit of an existential crisis and reading Voltaire. Um, and I think as a result of that, um, this idea of purpose and value mm. um, really came to the fore for me, and that led me into my degrees in philosophy. Um, so I did two degrees in ancient rhetoric and philosophy, wow. and then. Um, there, there was a, a phrase, uh, I think, from Aristotle who talked about um, how persuading people and, and communication when used properly can, can actually unlock um, humanity's potential to achieve mm. happiness. And that's really uh, what led me to a career in comms and, and, uh, and all the other good stuff that's happened in my life, really. <laughs> how, how old were you when you had meningitis? 13. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So it was uh, it was interesting. <laughs> it started off as flu. Mm. Um, so just I just went to bed. I felt awful, and then uh, the next day, my uh, granddad turned the light on to get me ready for school, as he often did, because my parents worked so early in the mornings. And um, it was like a thousand pins and needles had been forced into my eyes. Um, wow. It was yeah, the pain was phenomenal. Um, and then I went to the hospital and I had a lumbar puncture, which is exceptionally uncomfortable. Mm. Um, and I don't remember a lot else, really, um, yeah. from that. Um, I just remember spending a lot of time feeling very alone. <laughs> mm. so, yeah. yeah, a lot of reading. It's so, you talk about <laughs> yeah. that existential crisis at 13, 13. That's, yeah. um, you know, what... Um, what do you take from those times? You know, what 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 thirteen year old self have you brought with <laughs> you that you, you, if that's fair to say? Yeah, no, it's actually really fine. Um, so I think I think where I got to was that um, I had to make mine a life worth saving. Mm. Um, I I died a lot, so uh, there were three occasions where my family were told that I probably wouldn't make it through the night. Wow. Um, and, um, you know, the, the nurses used to call me Lazarus because of how many times they had to save me, mm, mm. Uh, which I think actually led me then into philosophy, really, as it's their fault. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, I, I, never, I never miss an opportunity to, um, 
to tell people things. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I always, uh, <laughs> when when you when you treat life as if you always you know might die, I think you're yeah. a lot less scared. So mm -hmm. I think actually it's that that lo that lack of fear that's probably led me to to do silly things like start my own business. Yeah. Um, because I'm a lot. I don't worry so much about the future. So I, I always remember in interviews, people used to say, you know, where do you see yourself in five years time? I said, no idea, but I'll be alive yeah. and I'll be happy. And, yeah. you know, I'll, it'll be fine. And people really struggled with that because a lot yeah. of people have those five, 10 year plans. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think like that at all. It's always, um, you know, what's tomorrow? Is this, is this linking into, into my philosophy and stuff like that? So that. I, I, yeah, I think that's what I've brought to it. <laughs> Don't know if that helps, but... Comms. So you're attracted <laughs> to comms through an Aristotle quote. What, um, yes. what is comms? What is comms? Uh, so it's, it's just communicating with people and treating them like human beings. Mm. Um, I think <laughs> uh, it just sounds really basic, doesn't it? <laughs> but uh, with marketing, it becomes uh, a dark art. You know, mm -hmm. I, I have a lot of conversations with marketers and they're like, oh it's so difficult you know um it's really hard to stand out and everybody's talking online and nobody's sure. listening to me and all the strategies that worked five years ago will don't work anymore like what mm -hmm. do i do and then you've got all these you know gurus online talking about you know follow me and find out how to do this one thing that will make your following yeah. explode or whatever <laughs> and actually we don't do any of that um yeah. we focus on just communicating um purpose and value um, we focus on treating people um, as adults, I think, mm -hmm. quite a lot of the time. And it's about, so we focus mainly on content marketing, um, but it's, it's rather than looking at content marketing as a way to get a sale, it's about content marketing as a service in itself um, mm -hmm. and, as a, and as a gift, actually, to others. Um, and that's why I, I suppose I spend so much time watching your stuff because that's what it is. I always learn something new from from what you uh, what you produce. And I, I loved your little infographic the other day on you know look in the mirror. There's your competition. I thought yes, yeah. I really like that. <laughs> so, and I, and that's very go. kind of you. It's interesting because I'm curious around comms and how to be a professional at this marketing stuff. Because mm. if I'm honest, I'm I'm just using my content as an extension of me. And the more and more I learn about branding and comms, and it, that's kind of the, the secret, isn't it? It's the ability to communicate yourself as authentically as, as you can. And yeah. So tell us a little bit about your journey then through your, through your oral career. <laughs> uh, well, naturally, I went from two degrees in ancient rhetoric and philosophy into oil and gas. Because that made total sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, in fact, no, that's not that's not strictly true. I um I did my masters and then I went and did the fast net race because my um family decided they wanted to go sailing, so we sure. did that. Uh, and then I worked for a charity for uh, nine months, which I loved, uh, mm -hmm. and that was working for UK Sailing Academy, which was um, inspiring people that didn't want to go into university into mm -hmm. yachting and water sports, and people that could pay for courses did and then that money went to help people that couldn't which I loved mm. uh, and then the CEO left and um, the culture completely changed I didn't really like where the leadership was going sure. and so I went to the pub because that's normally what you do on a Friday night <laughs> when you've had a bad week at work and uh, there was this really annoying guy there who um, said that he was applying for BP and you know how wonderful it was and you know uh, six thousand six and a half thousand people were applying for these four jobs and I said oh yeah 
I could, I could do that. I could work for BP. That sounds like fun. And his response was, why would they want you? You know, you, you mm. did theology. And I was like, mm, why wouldn't they want me? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> um, I probably think about things slightly differently because of that. Um, and so really, just as a kind of cocking the snooker at him, I went and applied yeah. um, and got the job, which nice. was great. Yeah, so then I, I did, uh, I started off in Castrol, working in UK retail, so managing all of their promotions and fixing a load of problems, because that's what comms is, is comms mm. is actually getting people to talk about the right things in the right way to each other, mm. uh, I think. Um, so for me, I had to manage lots of different departments, lots of different goals, and, you know, um, people wanted very different things from, from the business and from the people within the business, and my yeah. job was to bring them all together and fix it <laughs> mm. so that we actually got the job done. Um, and then I went from there to, uh, I managed um, all of the children on food for the petrol stations. So uh, all of your, um, your pasties and your yogurts and your fruit and DVDs and CDs and mm. um, all that sort of stuff. So effectively at the age of sort of 23, 24, I was managing a £7 million business um, for BP, which was incredible. Uh, but again, loads of problems with comms. So head office weren't talking to the stores. There was stuff going on at stores that we had no idea what was going on about. Um, and I was actually one of the first buyers, I think, to go out to the stores and say, how can we do this better? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, what's mm -hmm. happening at mm -hmm. your end? Um, and that actually led to we had 40% growth in declining markets, which um, was amazing, mm -hmm. um, mostly through um, the, what they did on the ground. Um, but that then um, got me promoted into Europe because they figured if I could do it at the UK level, maybe I could do it for regional. Um, you're bored yet? No. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> I do talk far too much, by the way. I will just keep going until you interrupt. I'll just push you off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but, uh, so what I'm really going? interested in is on, um, yeah. connecting people. How do you yeah. connect people through comms? Um, radical candor, actually, in, in a nutshell. So, um, you know, the book by Kim Scott, mm -hmm. when I read that, I was like, oh, this is what we've been needing for years. And it's about yep. caring, caring deeply and challenging directly. So mm -hmm. every role I've ever had. Um, so with the European strategy, I was running 1,047 projects, risk and resource. Mm -hmm. um, so you can imagine just all the, the layers of complexity within that in terms of people and goals mm -hmm. and, and all the rest, motives, etc. Um, and so what you have to do is um, be really clear that everybody's heading towards the same, the same goal. So I always mm -hmm. use the sailing analogy, we're heading that way. Mm -hmm. um, but be prepared to tack and, and change as you need to to get there. And everybody needs to re be really clear on their role and what they're doing and just give the information that other people need in order to do their job. Mm -hmm. uh, and actually it's about calling people out sometimes uh, and saying you know that's that's not what we need and and you know um being really really forthright and direct mm. with people uh, what do you it... think helps because 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 some people are more comfortable than others at being more forthright and direct and what mm. do you think helps create a culture where we can call people out um so we worked the BP was naturally um, more focused towards the extrovert because it's a very networked organisation. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I always made a point of um, making sure people had forums and ways in which they felt that they could call people out, but maybe sure. they weren't the one calling them out. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, we always had a touchdown space outside of meeting rooms. So you'd always have before the meeting, you'd always get a couple of people ahead of time going, do you think we could potentially look at this and or, or talk about that? And you'd be like, OK. And mm -hmm. then after the meeting, they say, this is what I really wanted to say, but I couldn't feel like I could mm -hmm. say it in that meeting. Um, so the, the power of feedback, I think, is really important. Mm -hmm. um, and that gives people the power to call things out because yeah. it's not just one person saying it then. It's yeah. it's. Yeah, it's a lot of I think what you're talking about is uh, that radical candor is what we call in the community love tough. It's um, mm -hmm. it's the yeah. it's the I'm going to put love first and I care about you and and actually to help you be better. Yeah. I'm going to share something that I think is either going to pull you out of your um, playing it small um, and keep people accountable. I think you know love comes first, love tough, and it's very similar to that that radical candor of caring deeply. Um, challenging directly absolutely yeah. absolutely so what um what inspired you to set up your own and go go your own way then i hated mondays um <laughs> was fundamental so i did a, a talk at um the tape britain when i was at bp on the 47 mm -hmm. mondays the 10 things i'd learned i actually had 47 mondays in a year um 52 mondays minus your five five weeks holiday But what they didn't mm. realise was I was counting every Monday down just to leave. Mm. Um, mm. And, you know, I often, I often got told that I was what the company needed, but I never felt like I was what the company wanted. Sure. And um, it really starts to affect you mentally. Um, mm. My relationships were starting to break down. Um, so mm. I, I left and um, I went to a couple of other businesses and had this, exactly the same problems. Um, mm -hmm. You know, lots of personality clashes, um, people that didn't really get it. And then I realized I was unmanageable. And if I wanted to create, if I wanted to work in a business, the kind of business I, I you know, I wanted to create, and yeah. it's really authentic business, sure. um, then then actually I was just going to have to get out there and do it myself. What gave you that realization? Um, well, actually, uh, a large glass of wine tub of hagen -Dazs, uh, and Tim Ferriss's uh, fear-setting exercise. Mm -hmm. um, so I, uh, I'd been in the job for six months, loved the job, company fit wasn't right, mm -hmm. and then um, walked out <laughs> after six months, as you do, yeah. uh, thinking, oh no, I've got bills to pay, we just spent all our savings on our wedding, mm -hmm. um, and I was like, right, I've got to find a job, I've got to get on it, I've got to do this, that and the other. And then uh, rang my mum-in-law, as I always do, uh, when in crisis, because she's amazing. Um, and she and my father-in-law um, both just said, um, calm down, take a minute, mm. do this exercise. It'll change your life. Um, so I did the exercise. Uh, and, and yeah, uh, and, and from that, I thought, right, well, bugger it, we'll give it a go. Mm. So um, I sent out 15 emails the next day. Uh, got 12 responses, which was incredible. And, and yeah, Amari started and I've been catching up ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, I love frankly. that. I had a similar yeah. realisation that I'm just not cut out to follow. You know, I think I, I don't, <laughs> I, I'm quite stubborn and I, um, I don't like doing things that I just genuinely don't believe in. 
Mm. And I think that that's a, uh, it's not a great trait of a leader that won't follow in many respects. So mm. I'm having a similar realisation to you. <laughs> <laughs> I so I, I think you get to a point where you just realise you can't compromise your values anymore. Absolutely, yeah. Um, that's what I took from the Mind Yourself event was, mm. was that, you know, all of the people I respect and admire in business, so you mm. and Pam and Craig and mm-hmm. my, even my new accountant, you know, really mm-hmm. like him. Um, all of you are just... There's so many things that you all share, but I think fundamentally is that you've got to be able to look in the mirror and say, I'm okay with what I've done today. Sure. And that's what's what's important to you. What's important to me? Yeah. What's some of your values? Oh, um, well, love is is definitely Mm. important. So um, I think, again, going back to the whole meningitis thing, um, I have my my seven questions I ask myself every day. Mm. So what's hot? So what's going well? what's not what's not going well <laughs> what's next mm-hmm. what I'm doing about the stuff that's not going well mm-hmm. and then it's have I laughed enough have I loved enough have I learned enough and have I made a difference so what's my legacy mm. um and I think that's what's important to me is you know people always say to me um I laugh all the time and I really do um and I never I never miss an opportunity to tell people how much I care about them mm. because you know those I think we love we love it when people just go, oh, I love your dress, I love your shoes, or, you know, whatever. And I just think helping people marinate in that positivity is just really important. And I love it when I'm, when I'm working with people, um, you know, and they find marketing really difficult, they find social media just really crazy and just, you know, overwhelming. And, yeah. and you sort of see the light go on and just, you know, they, they walk a bit straighter and... Mm. and I don't know that's that's the bit I love is and if I can do that for one person then then I think I think I'm doing all right <laughs> I love that I absolutely love that so um I recently shared something around tough times don't last tough people do mm-hmm. why did that resonate with you um I think it's it's very easy when the going is good to mm-hmm. do the right things it mm-hmm. is very difficult when things are not so good <laughs> to stay true to your values mm. and, 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 you know, um, do, do the things that you, um, you know, you should do and mm. you lose confidence because um, things aren't going your way and it's not easy to behave well uh, and it's not easy to, to do all the right things. Um, and I think, yeah, it, it was... For me, I was I was in a really dark place when when you said that. You always seem mm-hmm. to catch. You always seem to post stuff just when I need <laughs> to hear it. <laughs> it's quite weird. Um, but I was yeah, I was in a really tough tough place, and um, yeah. and then it was just that that thought of, uh, you know, I, I, I one of the things my grandma always used to say to me was, "You've got you know the only thing we know is that your your track record for getting through bad days is a hundred percent. So you'll get mm. through this one too." Love um, that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. think it was hers, but it was quite good. She had another one as well, which was um, you can make excuses or you can make progress. You mm. have to decide which one, which is definitely yeah. a Jim Rohn quote, <laughs> which isn't it? But yeah. again, I quite, quite enjoyed that one. Um, can I quote your grandma? You can, you quote away. Should be, if, I, if, I mean... if, I, if I quote her, then, you know, if it's good enough for Jay Shessie, then it's... Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, and so it just... I think for me it was um, I've had to really think about what I'm doing, who I am, where I'm mm-hmm. going, 
Um, and I'm, I, you know, I spent a long time just going, what do I do? You know, we talked about finding your why mm-hmm. at the, um, mm-hmm. sorry, hold on a minute. I'm, I'm wobbling and uh, everything sort of fall. I had you on a little stand and the stand's broken. <laughs> so hold on a second. <laughs> Wobble, technolo- technical difficulties. So for that, you um, get a dead arm. Yeah, exactly. There we go. <laughs> That's better. Um, so we've talked about finding your why mm-hmm. after the uh, mindset workshop. And so the bit I was finding tough was a lot of really bad stuff had happened um, yeah. over the last six months. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd uh, you know, I had a, another... Uh, I had a cancer scare so that kind of brought back a lot of stuff and sure. then my nephew died in birth and then my best friend died of cancer all within a very short time and then my business partner had left as well so it was all pretty rubbish mm. Um, mm. and it was it was looking at the finding I thought oh I'll go and find my why and then I'll know what I'm doing and I won't, I won't feel lost anymore I have my direction I have it all sorted and um, so I went and bought the book you know studiously and sat down and looked at it and tried to do it and you know I thought oh, I'll spend four hours at this it'll be fine and actually, that is not what happened. Mm. Um, I have realised that finding your why is not like finding a lost £10 note in your coat pocket <laughs> at all. Um, it is actually a very painstaking, almost archaeological excavation yeah. <laughs> of the yeah. layers and yeah. layers of sort of societal um, yeah. expectation and um, other people's opinions and the thoughts that you have as a kid um that suddenly became the beliefs about your life mm-hmm. um and actually i found it a really i mean it's been a very uh, revealing it's been a very painful laborious yeah, sure. <laughs> stretching process um but uh and that's and and actually all of that so when you put that post about you know um things being tough i was i, I was kind of right in the middle of that um kind of mess really mm. um but actually, um, I then every morning I spend about half an hour doing the miracle morning routine. Sure. Uh, and so one of the I don't really get on with affirmations so much, though. So I turn that into education. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I, I watched a um, video about a rabbi who talks about the lobster moment. Mm-hmm. So have you heard of that one? Nope. So I'll send you the link after this. But it's Thanks. basically... Um, it's a lobster goes between a rock and a hard place Mm -hmm. loses its shell feels very vulnerable feels very scared Mm. but he has to do that in order to grow and then he obviously replaces his shell and he's much bigger lobster which is great um but that that bit where you're sort of between the rock and the hard place and you have to you know lose that shell in order to grow Mm. is when you're the most vulnerable and in the most pain and and you know the most um the most sensitive to to predators sure yeah yeah um, and so, and so that's the bit, that's the phase I was in. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, um, so that's, that's that. Um, what did you come up with? What, what? Long, long, long answer to a short question. No, I, I, what, um, <laughs> realisation, what self-discovery did, have you got then through that time? Um, I think again, it was, um, back to authenticity. Mm-hmm. So what I realised was that actually I built a business that was based on somebody else rather than me, uh, and it was based on what other, I thought other people wanted rather than what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wasn't I was doing all the things I said I'd never do again. So I was compromising mm-hmm. my values. I was compromising myself. My family were always coming last, mm-hmm. um, and 
and yeah, and, and, and that really needed, and actually I had to fire some clients, which mm-hmm. was really painful mm-hmm. um, because they were really well-paying clients as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, and I also lost a lot of clients when my, uh, when my uh, business partner yeah. left. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, at one point you're kind of going, God, can I, can I afford to put petrol in the car this week? Yep. Actually, can I afford to go to that meeting right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's never a nice place to be in. Um, but actually, oh, sorry, it might sort of jiggle around a bit because the dog's lying on the bed with me now. But um, I think from all of that, where I've got to is a lot clearer in terms of, of who I am and what I offer. Yeah. And I've got a lot clearer on the kind of companies that I will work with and the kind of companies mm. I won't work with. Mm. Um, and now we're just about to go through um, a rebranding, which will hopefully be the last rebranding for a while because we rebranded three times in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, I think I think the concepts that we're coming up with are much more authentic, mm. which will be fun. Love that. Um, yeah. So tell us about Amari and okay. tell us how you help people telling you about Amari and tell you how I help people uh so we we don't focus on fad marketing we focus on communicating value to the right people Mm -hmm. so you don't Mm -hmm. need 10 million followers or you know 10,000 people on an email list you just need 100 amazing people that love you Mm -hmm. and and will promote you and do all the right things um we teach people how to use social media effectively Mm -hmm. because social media can become a massive time vacuum Mm-hmm. Uh, it can also become a really mean and horrible place and you can lose a lot of self-confidence um, and uh, you start comparing your real life to other people's highlight reels. Yeah. So we teach people how to use social media strategically mm-hmm. um, for whatever it is they want to use it for, but yep. fundamentally, like how to use it properly, netiquette. Um, we focus on authentic content marketing, which is definitely yep. a new thing, but What's I'm quite that, enjoying then? it. So it's about, um, rather than worrying about vanity metrics, so likes mm-hmm. and shares and follows, <laughs> it's about putting out the content that you, that, that you think, add, you think add, 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 adds value yep. and is a service, um, and how you do that appropriately and how you do that in the right way. But what also, did you call that? Authentic content marketing. Um, so yeah, this is my whole new thing about <laughs> I'm taking authentic to the next level. <laughs> yeah, um, because actually, actually, in marketing, a lot of the time we don't get that. Um, mm. You know, most of the time people are worried about trust and authenticity, yep. uh, and so you know that's the problem I've I've seen, and that's the problem I'm trying to fix yep. um, for people and to help them help them do that properly. Uh, and um, yeah, there's lots of different ideas and different um, ways and frameworks that we're helping people to achieve that. Uh, And we focus on social capital, so building social capital and what that means and how that works. Mm -hmm. We look at um, revenue growth, so we are sales-based marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not very good with startups because there's no data, and I Mm -hmm. love Mm -hmm. data. I think data (laughs) tells you a picture. Um, So we are focusing on helping businesses become more authentic in their marketing. Mm. Um, but also working better with sales because that brings all the stuff I used to do at BP to the fore Um, and helping businesses that make a positive impact to society and the environment you know those are the people we're really focusing on and 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 what I'm seeing is it's a bit like it's a 
I thought it would be a bit like a speedboat. I'd just be able to turn the wheel and zoom off in a new direction. <laughs> and what I've realised is, is that, that, that my business is kind of like a giant tanker and it's mm. taken four months <laughs> to slowly wind around. Um, but actually now um, I'm starting to get the right kind of clients and create that network of, yeah. of you know, businesses that have the same value as me and yep. that inspire me and um that we work you know i i love love is the founding principle of amari in this new world mm, mm. that i'm creating um because i have to feel a connection to what my my clients do and, and what mm. they provide because if because that's the only way i can be truly creative and take yeah. the risks and and do the things that i know we need to do for their business so so actually um and you know i've had clients go well how you know what's love got to do with business and i'm like well actually <laughs> it's got everything to do with business yeah um it's interesting isn't it because you know you go, <laughs> i'm not really goes, answering your questions at all yeah, I'm so sorry. this is just a good chat i'm, I'm enjoying this you know, people come and go, but um i think i think fundamentally if, if you're the consistent with amari and you're the one that set out then is it is it new is it rebranding is it just getting clearer on your branding like for yeah. me it sounds like you're chipping away all the layers that weren't needed and uh, that doesn't sound new to me whatsoever it just sounds like you're you're realigning yeah yeah definitely i'd say that I'd say that. And that what I'm lo loving is that there are so many people out there, actually, that believe the same stuff I do. Mm. And I didn't think there were. I think that was the fit. So I did another fear. Set I always do a fear setting when I'm in crisis. I always do that mm -hmm. exercise when I'm in crisis. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I think one of the fears was actually I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't yeah. be me. I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. talk about, you know, all the things that m m mean the most yeah. to me. I think that's the, yeah. one of the things I shared at the event, wasn't it? That actually when I first started communicating my purpose and, and my beliefs, actually you attract people that don't believe what you believe. And, yeah, and, and, <laughs> deliberately and I, it seems. Uh, it was, <laughs> So I had to go through that process of, oh, well, this is different. And then realising that actually it's not for everybody. And my job isn't to convince people, it's to speak loudly and clearly to the people that are listening. Yeah. Love that. So... How can people find your content, connect with you? Who, who are you looking for? Who should connect with you? Okay. Uh, so um, we have a website, but it's not great. So most people connect um, through LinkedIn with me. Mm -hmm. So all my, my most interesting content and all the stuff I'm really thinking about usually goes yeah. on there. Um, so I'd say LinkedIn in the first instance because I'm a lot more accessible. Mm. Um, but then on the website, we do actually have a um, about you section now, um, which is the small the small um, edition that I've made. So it's you know mm. about us and then and actually about you. So it's not really about the type or size of business necessarily, although we do tend to work very well within um, interior design and food because mm -hmm. of my background so mm -hmm. i've got i've got a whole new niche called the young foodies they're now calling themselves which yeah. i love um and they send me chocolate so you know i'm happy um <laughs> and then yeah exactly um <laughs> but yeah it's more about more about your values and more about you as a as a person sure. and if you'd work well with this i think um yeah so, so we're going to share your links in the comments thanks <laughs> amazing um my ethos is about helping people be always better than yesterday and I'm just curious to know what that phrase always better than yesterday means to you oh, right I've had to think about this one right so and you only gave me half an hour but <laughs> I I think um so my grandma's phrase was always make excuses or make progress mm -hmm. 
And I took that to the nth degree and, and became, uh, I am now what I call a recovering perfectionist. Mm. But I think my always better than yesterday is remembering it's progress, not perfection. So yeah, as, long yeah. as, I, as long as I'm adding something every day, so I have a sometime, a sometime, some when list. And so now what I'm doing is I add one thing from that list onto my daily to-do list. So even if it's, you know, get over yourself mm. and actually do a Facebook Live, <laughs> as it yep. was today, um, then, then, you know, that's, that's, that's what we do. So, and it's actually really exciting. And I've learned a whole load of things that I, I didn't think I would, I would learn. And I've met a load of people that are completely crazy, but I love. And yeah, uh, and yeah that's, that's, that's what it means for me is opening yourself up to the possibility and progress, oh. not perfection. Love that. When are you going to do second Facebook Live? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I've got to. I've got to have a look and and, and sort of see. I've, I've set myself up. Add that to the sometime somewhere list. Yeah. No, I have actually set myself <laughs> up with um, a hundred video challenge mm-hmm. because I hate videos mm-hmm. completely. Um, and so what I've uh, and it's based on this. As I said, this whole idea of you know content as a service, not as a as a means to mm. sales, has mm. changed my life. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, so thanks, George. But um, I think, yeah, for me, it's about I'm, I'm, I'm writing all the things down that I really care about and that I think people need to know. Mm. And I, I've got my first five. I'm script. I'm, I'm going to script them because I, unlike you, <laughs> just waffle. <laughs> I start very erudite and then it all goes horribly wrong. Um, but yeah, so I'm scripting those at the moment and I'm hoping, um, to start those. I go to America in October, so I mm. think I'm going to start them either, um, just before or just after I get back from there. Cause I think it'd be really cool to do one at the Grand Canyon. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Cause how many that people have amazing. that as a backdrop? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Exactly. And, and don't be, and don't be fooled because, um, half of this format is, I just be quiet and I let you speak, you know, so half, half of it is about allowing you to, to speak. So um, I love that. And I, what and about I think you? What's on your list? What is on my list? I'm Ooh. getting out to um, more schools, getting out to more schools. I think the events that I did in um, at Castlemead just before schools broken up in July attracted a lot of interest. So I've got probably about three or four schools now that have got into contact after seeing that saying that they want me to come and join them. So I'll, um, yeah. And, and, and that's exactly what you said earlier about, um, I think you said something about, um, being able to help, um, give back a little bit because, you know, I, I, that's, I wouldn't expect the school to pay me any of those, any money, you know, so there'll be, there'll be businesses that you charge at a slightly higher rate to enable you to go and do that, yeah. that stuff to go and help schools. Um, and that's what I'll be doing, taking my time um, and just go and help. Cause it's just, I just love it. I love it's it. Really and, and that's, and that's written. Well, yeah. absolutely. And that's the secret of purpose, isn't it? You know, and service actually. Yeah. Um, we have grandma's day. So every month since I started the business, we have eight hours a month. Every person that joins Amari in any way gives eight hours to whatever charity or non-profit or community yeah. activity that they want to do and um, yeah and no, it works really well but if you so i'm part of i'm a solent enterprise advisor which is a posh way of saying i go into schools and kind of try and help <laughs> them a bit and mm. sort of become the bridge between business and schools because mm. they're, they're not great at that yeah. um so if you want if you've got any um bits and pieces i can send over to my contact over there 
then because um, I think what you do is amazing and I think you know, okay. more schools need to to get involved and I think yeah it might actually just change the world <laughs> maybe one person <laughs> one school one community yeah. at a time as we say yeah. Um, this has been an honour and a privilege I've really enjoyed oh, we, we could just you. natter on all evening long <laughs> go get another cup of tea um, guys, girls if you've made it through from the start to the end let me just say thank you for taking the time to spend it with us I hope that there's been something within this that um, that has really resonated with you um, be sure there is someone within your network right now that needs to hear what Emma shared this evening think of them share this in their inbox that would be really really great to be able to make sure that the right person hears, hears this message uh, push our faces if you're not following Emma already make sure you do that um, and if you want to share the video on your timeline please don't feel obliged to but we would greatly appreciate that as well um, get as many people involved in the conversation um, this will go up on the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast as well so um, if you've not been able to watch the whole thing you can take it on the go and in, 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 in your commute on a Monday because we love Mondays um, we do now. <laughs> and I didn't prepare you this for this earlier and I just want it from the heart. Share with us a final thought from yourself. A final thought. Oh. Just always be authentic. Mm. That sounds really twee. Um, but, but that's what I'm learning is, is just always, always be in service of, of others um, and help them where you can, even if it's not really... Even if it's just, so we play a game called Human Snap where we just take somebody that's got one thing and take somebody that needs it and snap them together. So that's, mm. my, that's my final thought. Play as much human snap as you can. <laughs> yeah. That's my final thought. <laughs> so say that again. What are the rules of human snap? So you meet somebody who needs something or wants something and you find someone else in their network, in your network, sorry, mm. who can help them and you just snap them together and everybody wins. We rise yeah. by lifting others exactly <laughs> i love that thank you so okay. much for your time this evening Pleasure. thank you and Appreciate i hope you it. have a great week everybody you that's too. taken the time to join us much love and we will speak to you again soon bye <laughs> human snap love it <laughs>